Welcome to the Artizo Podcast. Artizo is the Greek root word translated equip, which means to restore something to its proper use. It was used to describe a skilled artisan fully equipped to undertake a task. It's our hope that these five to seven minute snippets of story and scripture will, in some small way, encourage and provoke you to kingdom service. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. In this week of both remembrance and hopefulness, we begin by listening to the words of the Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr., even as we experience the dawn of a new season with the inauguration of President Joe Biden, who just yesterday said, few periods in our nation's history have been more challenging or difficult than the one we're in now. To overcome these challenges, to restore the soul and to secure the future of America requires more than words. It requires that most elusive thing in a democracy, unity, unity. I know speaking of unity can sound to some like a foolish fantasy. I know the forces that divide us are deep and they are real, but I also know they are not new. Our history has been a constant struggle between the American ideal that we are all created equal and the harsh, ugly reality that racism, nativism, fear, and demonization have long torn us apart. This highlights the reality that our world is indeed broken and in need of restoration. And last week, as we examined the meaning of the word artizo, we discovered it implies that things in the church are also not as they should be. We're tattered, worn, divided, and in need of restoration. But Jesus, out of his great love for his bride, has given her five equippers to make her whole and imbue her with purpose. And so we begin by examining the last two phrases of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, which reveal two interrelated purposes for which we're equipped. For the work of ministry, which would more appropriately be translated service, and for building up the body of Christ. So what we have described in the text is a constant cycle of strengthening one another in the body of Christ as we're simultaneously being poured out in humble service toward others. Strengthening one another and working with all our strength as servants. And these purposes have two particular goals in view. This mutual edification and the hard toil of service are to continue until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Verse 13. So, the first goal of equipping in the church is unity, oneness and harmony in the family of God. And Paul here describes two interrelated kinds of unity. The first being unity of the faith. 
This isn't describing a unity because of our faith, but rather a oneness regarding the content of what we believe, the gospel, the good news about Jesus' kingdom, the body of truth handed down to us. You see, the word translated the faith is first found in Acts chapter 6, verse 7, where Luke records that the word of God kept on spreading and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. Acts chapter 14, verse 21 reads that Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 5, Luke writes that the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number daily. In our text, this word is intended to remind the church that as Paul wrote a few verses earlier, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. The first goal of equipping in the church is unity. And the first kind of unity in the text is unity of the faith. The second is unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, to be clear, Paul is not referencing our intellectual understanding of Jesus. Rather, he is emphatically stating that the goal or impact of equipping here is oneness in our intimate, experiential, participatory knowledge of Jesus, the kind of knowledge that he extolled to the Philippian church in chapter 3, saying, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. But here in Ephesians, Paul frames this distinct kind of experiential knowledge in the context of community. In fact, both kinds of unity are framed in the context of community. In other words, the goal of our equipping is that we'd embrace the truth of the gospel together and we'd participate in Christ experientially together. In the Apostle Peter's first letter, he describes the devil as a prowling lion who's seeking someone to devour. See, as long as a herd is traveling together, a lion will rarely attack because of their strength together. He's searching for the straggler, the one who's left the herd because that animal is vulnerable. And it's the same in the church. That's why Peter finishes the verse by writing, Resist Satan, firm in your communal faith. You see, as we stand firm in the truth of the gospel together, and we participate experientially in Christ together, we strengthen one another for the task, the hard work of service, and are protected from the schemes of the evil one. Unity, which is so elusive in our world, is a possibility in and through Christ. And as we unswervingly hold to this gospel together and participate in Christ together, strengthening one another for the hard work of service, the world gets a foretaste in the present of what one day will be in the restoration of all things. 
This week, we dove headfirst into the two purposes and first goal of equipping in the church, unity. Next week, we'll continue our journey through Ephesians 4 to discover the second goal of equipping in the church, maturity. Yeah.